Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. Today we have a special episode starring special guest. I am your host, Tyler Stone. Over there is John Fairbanks, our special guest this week. Gym owner out of, where are you out of, Austin? San Jose, California. San Jose, California. Austin Toloza. Austin, thanks for coming on the show. Austin caught our eye a long time ago, and John and you, John and you have been going back and forth quite a bit. Um, we want to cover for you guys that are listening here something that I think Austin does really well that I think a lot of the big gym owner, fitness consultant fucking I don't want to just use the word scam to describe all of them, but the vultures, the things that they're selling out there is just this very one-dimensional uh, lead acquisition strategy, which is Facebook ads, shitty challenges, just running ads on ads on ads. It's through one, maybe two social media platforms if you're lucky, and it becomes one-dimensional, robotic, inhuman, um, and frankly, I think it scales really, really poorly in the long run because you wear out those uh, you wear out your welcome on those platforms quite a bit. So Austin Tolos is here. Austin, thanks for joining us. And we want to cover some of the things that Austin does really, really, really well, uh, which is like being a dude out in his community and uh, like the things that start to make people think about you and go, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I like that guy. What's he do? And next thing you know, when someone's thinking about going to a hiring a personal trainer, going to a gym, they got a guy that they know that they like who's in the front of their mind. So Austin, tell us a little bit about your, about your gym. Oh, thank you. Well, first off, I'm glad to be here. Very honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, a little bit about my gym. We're called Hyper Strength and Conditioning out of San Jose, California. We do personal training, semi-private, small group classes. And we like to nerd out and work out. We have a lot of fandom and fitness stuff in our in our realm. And But what we do is we just love to coach people. So that's what we do. We've been doing it since 2015. We pushed through the pandemic. Jesus. And... Uh, <laughs> And now I'm here. <laughs> I don't know if you guys like to go over like like numbers or, or all that. Uh, stuff. We can keep a lot of the we can keep a lot of the number stuff vague. I think cool. I think the main thing is uh, Austin. You you we talked about two things that you do that keep you involved in the community that work really well. One of them um, is coaching local football. And and while this sounds very like small. Like just regular dads are out there coaching football. People do this. There is a lot of fitness professionals. Like we talked with DJ last time that are just like autistic guys that like fitness. And then you get them in front of people and they're like, yo, like they should, they almost barely should be coaching, let alone marketing themselves. And it becomes a big fucking problem in the industry. Um, and that's, I think why a lot of people in this industry turn to like, oh shit, can I just pay for somebody to give me 30 leads a month? Through, through something and i think this involvement that you have coaching local football and you're also on the what was the hype team for the san francisco 49ers is that, is that oh yeah technology? yeah Go <laughs> i am big game this week there's a big game this week ah uh, but yeah so i mean going into you know the the high school football stuff i'm just a big high school football like for me i i love football i love football i love the sport I love the camaraderie, the team aspect of it, but I was lucky enough when I was doing high school football. I think it's one thing where you're like, oh, I had a coach. He was cool. It was great. We, we won games. We lost games, this and the other. But this specific coach had a very great impact. He, I mean, his name, uh, Coach Catalico and his dad, like they're like known in the high school football space here in the Bay Area. Like they brought championships to Los Gatos High School. But he kind of showed me what – a really good culture is in an organization. And I said, it sounds like I, you know, I worked for the NFL, which I helped. I mean, I, I interned for the Oakland Raiders for a good, a good stint, but it allowed me to see 
how much of an impact a coach has on someone. I mean, his, his impact now resonates still with me. I text him when I need advice for coaching football and, and coaching kids and all that stuff. And this is like 15, 20 years later, man. And it's insane. And, and that's what I wanted when I, when I opened the gym, everyone, when they open a business, right, you, you fall in love with the, the with coaching. You're like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. So I want to coach and open a business. But then you get to the part of like, I got to sell myself. <laughs> oh, that's the business part. But people need to understand too. Like when you open up, like, how can I get myself out there? And to your point of like, well, I just, I'm going to be efficient and I'm just going to have someone give me leads. It's like, okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But can you form a true connection with the community? Can you actually go in in front of people and be like, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And can you actually capture their capture their attention, but all capture their hearts of like, I, I want to work with that guy. Yeah. And that's what Katalgo did with me is like, I want to, I mean, this guy was an up and coming coach. He, he won a state championship. Eventually he used to coach Eric Armstead for the 49ers. Like this, how, like, this is like, um, and that's how I say I'm lucky because when I was coaching, when I was training under him, um, you know, it showed me like, this is what leadership looks like. This is what accountability looks like. This is what being part of a community. He didn't have to be there. He could have went to a really rich private school and train and coached and have get paid whatever the hell he wanted. But he coached that Eastside San Jose just to show that if you, how to make an impact positively. And if you start turning a culture around the community around it starts changing as well. And that's what he did because it was a losing program and, and he turned it into a winning program. And because of that, a lot of our teammates got chances to go to the next level, play college ball. Some of them got even got a chance to play at the professional level. And that's crazy. So going into my business, um, I was struggling for a bit, as with anyone who start, starts a business. And you get lost in the weeds. You're like, well, you know, do I need Google ads, Facebook ads? Do I do I need to do a six week challenge all the time? But then like. I'm sure it's like beating a dead horse, but you know, some of the people you got in these six week challenges, you're like, do you know what you signed up for? <laughs> it's yeah. like, I'm here for the six week challenge. And it's like, this is not exactly what I want to train. The, this person cannot afford our services. I don't know how the heck this person found us. They don't even know who we are. They thought we were someone else. And of course. Yeah. And then God forbid you, you have, you attract someone who has no idea what you're doing, not in your client avatar, but saw an ad comes in and doesn't like the experience because you wore a specific clothing attire that they just don't agree with. And then they give you a one star on your, on your Yelp or <laughs> on Google. Your they didn't yeah, even yeah, try yeah. training. So I think, I also think that type of alignment when we talk about like, we generally like to, to go on like the straight business terms, lead quality, yeah, the lead quality. term, right? Quality of the leads that you're going to get when you're just combing Facebook for general fitness interest is tough it's local so essentially you're going to run out of people within a 15 minute drive of your area and so at some point you're going to have touched on every single human being within 15 minutes of your area. the problem is a lot of those especially the ones that are just on spending time on facebook um there's a survivorship bias to those leads in that it's people that are on facebook which is yeah. not all the coolest fucking people in the world either. I don't know if you guys know this. And also there's just some people you don't want to do business with. Yeah, and so yeah. these companies that are just shoveling leads in front of you, 
They don't really care about lead quality necessarily. They just want to get people on their forms so that their ads guy can have his cost per lead fucking number way down. And so everybody's just trying to adjust the metrics that are relevant to them. The metric that matters most to you is quality of the lead is one thing, right? But that's mm -hmm. tough to measure short of like, did they sign up? How long did they stay? That's a metric, couple metrics of lead quality. The truth is, do they know who you are and what you're trying to do? And do they know that they, do they already know that they want to work with you and you being involved in say the football team, the, the high school team, just say, let's stay on the coaching side of things first. John yeah. does very similar stuff um, where he's at locally. And that means that when people are looking for somebody to work with the amount of gym owners that I know who are trying to get more, say like off season sports, sports performance coaching, right? I'd like to get some high school athletes in the summer. That'd be great. And they really, really, really struggle and they don't understand why. And then when you look back, the depth, literally the depth of their strategy to try to get high school athletes out of season is like maybe one post and they're doing like a group thing that's like summer fitness at our fucking yeah. functional gym. And yeah. it's not fucking anything. And it doesn't connect to anybody. And it's not about anyone's particular interest. There's no direct line really to it to that person who owns that gym and that person who's going to coach and the product and the suit. It's just, there's too many gaps in there. So it turns into this like transactional, just lobbing shit mm -hmm. down the road and hoping, and, and it kind of works enough. And the term I'm always going to use about this because I don't like to shit on um, fully. I shit on Facebook ads and stuff like that a lot, but I don't <laughs> shit on completely because it's a dimension and, yeah. and you need to have a multi-dimensional strategy for lead acquisition. And, and I think that needs to come from referrals. It needs to come from community outreach. It needs to come from any number of different things. You, you can run a challenge, right? You can absolutely run a challenge. I don't mind it. It's a, it gives people something to get behind. It has a start and an end. And I don't fucking hate them completely. But you guys see out there what's look up. It's it's how do I even do this, John? What, what's the terms we use when we search for face? I'd love for all of you gym owners out there to do this. Go into Facebook and you can look up their ads library. Just Google Facebook ads library mm -hmm. and just start looking up uh, like fitness challenge. You just uh, have been challenged. Yeah. Oh, challenge. You can't use the words weight loss in it or anything like this. So there's some terms that are already kind of off limits for Facebook. So whatever you start catching, whether it's in your area or otherwise, you'll see. And what you'll see is they're all the fucking same. They're the same. They're all the same. So when I say it's okay to run a challenge, I'm okay. It's okay with it. But you're going to see that that's all that's happening out there right now. It's all that's happening. Or some bait and switch intro offer stuff. And it all sucks versus my kid and my older kid and my younger kids, they all play for the same program that Austin goes to. And I like him. I see him. I asked about him. He seems friendly. He has a gym. I know that because he's within my sphere of influence or I'm within his, which at that point echoes when I am looking for somebody, to, I, he barely needs to make an ask for me to compel my kids or myself or my spouse to go train at his facility because I see him, I like him, and I know what he does. You guys know people in your world who are an, who's an attorney, right? You guys just know, maybe you guys don't deal with lawyers regularly, yeah. but like if you get run over by a fucking mail truck tomorrow, you guys, who's the lawyer you're going to call? I want you guys out there to think about this. Mine, who's it going to be? It's the guy who hired me as a personal trainer. <laughs> that's the one. It's the only one that's on my list, and I know other lawyers. I grew up with other people, but the one who's closest to me, closest to my sphere of influence, that's the one I'm going to rely on because I don't fucking know. I don't know anybody else. 
really that as well. So that's the thing. Get out there. Um, and I think, Austin, you're doing a really good job of that because it fucking shows. It shows in the branding. It shows when people look at your gym, they go, you don't have to be something that you're not now. It just is, I want to work with that guy. I want to go to that guy's gym. Well, and it's the history, right? And I think I want to get into it because, Austin, you shared with Tyler and I off off air, right, offline, that it was when you started getting started coaching in your community, what was the year again? So we started in 2019. Okay. So this is what's so dope about this is that it wasn't just you. You're not just somebody that started coaching. It was all, all of your coaches. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk to me about that because that's what I'm most interested in because this I'm going to set the scene. Everywhere is fucking locked down. You're not allowed to see people. You have to keep a six foot distance. And there's a, a virus that's going around that makes it impossible. And every gym is only thinking what? We all remember. Oh, outside. It's all oh, we, we all have to be virtual. We virtual. all have to be there. Oh, I'm going I'm to have hybrid programs. Oh. I have to build online libraries of fitness oh. libraries because now I'm going to create my own YouTube fucking stuff because now everyone's going to work from home and they're going to borrow. And you and your staff did something radically different that really has paved the way for where you are now. And that's kind of where I want to take back because it comes right in line with what we're talking about. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I appreciate that now. Yeah. So, so 2019, my whole staff, they helped me out with this. I didn't, they volunteered. They helped me out. I didn't even pay them. Like, cause we were already struggling. They, I don't recommend that guys out there for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Don't pay them to do it. You all volunteer. <laughs> I, I, re, I reiterated, especially the state of California. I reiterate, this is a volunteer opportunity. You don't have to do this with me. This is just a passion project that I'm trying to get off the ground. I volunteered my services for, for uh, Evergreen Valley High School to coach their football program for free because I just love coaching football. If you want to do that, come with me. And they, I had five coaches come out with me and they, they did it. It got to the point where they were actually doing it without me there, which was cool. Um, and we did that the first season. We built a relationship with that staff. We built a relationship with the staff at the school, the, the head football coach, the athletic director, the assistants. And so when 2020 happened uh, and we I did one full season under my belt, just as a, just as a strength coach, they asked or I kind of like I kind of worked my way. You know how these things are. I kind of worked my way to become an assistant because like I got caught by the bug of like just after coaching the strength training. My, my staff would leave, but I would stick around. You know, like I could, I could watch football practice. And then it went from watching football practice to like, I could, I could give a little tip here and there. And they're like, you want to, you want to help me coach? And I'm like, I mean, I can do that. <laughs> and then eventually, exactly how that yeah, is. one thing led to another and I'm the head JV coach for 2020. And I'm like, I'm like all dialed in. I don't know a thing about like, I know football, but I didn't know the, the chess pieces of like offensive coordinating defensive coordinating i didn't know any of that i didn't know much of that and they gave it to me and you know i sold myself i said i i will learn whatever i need to learn to coach these kids up because i just love coaching took my word for it i learned everything i needed to know about offense and defense and all that and we figured it out but when 2020 hit like everything was shut down and i'm like yo gabe who's like head coach i need a place to train my guys like just my clients and they gave me a key to the field, but I had to be respectful. You know, I didn't want to step on people's toes and they're like, Austin, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, go ahead. And so we had the opportunity for a few weekends to go in there. I drove my truck, brought the equipment. I told everyone, Hey, we're at this football field and let's just go to town. 
And I had my boy uh, film us and we filmed a, a social message of like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what's going on. And we were able to kind of do that for a while. On top of, we were still trying to hold football practice. So I was still coaching football during the pandemic, which was insane. Um, so we were doing all that. And that kind of got us that allowed us as a business to be like, Hey, we have this on top of everything else that we're doing. Cause everyone was freaking on zoom. Um, but come out and people loved it. They're like, Oh my God. Awesome. This is great. Um, but with all that, but those were opportunities, right? Those are, yeah. those are opportunities that came to you because of kind of this next level. And this is kind of where we're driving the ship here is that mm -hmm. is this next level of connecting and community where, a lot of the folks that we've interacted with over the last decade, Tyler, have been fucking hermit dorks that just stay inside their weird cement kingdoms with all their iron around them and kind of lameness, just right? They learn more. I want more information. That oh, getting yeah. getting smarter about fitness is not the key. It's 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 just not. I've I've always told people this is that if you know a little bit more than the person in front of you, you can guide them through their next step. So your obligation is ideally you want to stay far enough ahead so you have some good perspective, but you don't need to be 25 years of knowledge ahead of every single person that you coach. That's building that level of a intellectual gap is a fucking stupid waste of your time. And you're better off spending that time and resources entrenching yourself in your community and spend that time and effort serving the people who you hope to actually provide opportunities for you and building relationships. And I think whether you're, you know, fucking just out volunteering for pet projects that you care about, whether it's humane society or weekend fundraisers or getting out in for God knows what, whatever is out there in your guys' community that you give a shit about. Yeah. Then you need to be involved in it because by the way, you can come out, you can spend a couple grand, couple, three, five grand a month on at Facebook ads. Like if you want. You can spend two grand, you spend a thousand bucks a month easy on Facebook ads. But like, how much does that cost you in labor? Like, let's be real, Austin. If whatever you're going to pay your coaches, if you spent that thousand bucks next month to send them out, pay them an hourly wage and send them each out there to spend a few hours somewhere in the community, I promise you, leads. if you did that for a few months, the leads and interaction and goodwill that you will get that will come back to you from that will be exponentially greater and a lot less fucking annoying than the ones you're going to get off of Facebook ads. I guarantee it. And that's, I just, we talked about, there's a thing we had talked about a little bit, John, in the past that where it was like a, like charitable marketing, if you yeah. will, right? Every time there's a fundraiser with silent auctions and stuff, be there. One, don't, get your business involved in it, right? Donate something to those types of things or whatever. Because um, frankly, none of our services, we can always find something that's pretty scalable and easy and isn't going to break the bank to donate a little to a cause that matters to us. The other thing is to get out there and put your name on some stuff, meet some mm -hmm. people, buy some shit, sign up for some raffles, buy some of that stuff. If you spent your advertising budget on that stuff over a long enough timeline, you'll never... You'll never need to hit up, go back to the Facebook well ever again. Yeah. And you can, no, and you true. can play that game and, and, and awesome. We didn't ask you, but it's, is this in line, right? This is, this is Tyler and I just right. Ivory Pat, like we, we're, we're going to get up high on these pillars and we're going to shit down upon everybody on these <laughs> topics. Right. Cause it's just, we're, it's what we have seen. So consistent. You're now, you are in the people's Republic of California, right? So that's where you're at. And the reality is, is that exactly, is that, is that in line? Cause you've now been in business now for a hot minute, right? You're coming up on a decade. Mm. So the reality is, is, is that been your reality? Has that been your experience as well? 
Uh, when it comes to like the advertising, when it comes to running ads, doing these things, you've played these games before. Oh yeah. No, uh, the control of the quality of the leads is something that I love how you said, like, well, you call them uh, the, the snake oil salesman or whatever the scam artist. Yeah. They don't, they don't elude. And oh my God, it's, you don't know how many DMS I get about someone who's like, I can, I can increase your leads. Uh, but it's like, it's the quality of the damn lead. Like, and it's, it's not fair for a small business owner who owns a gym to compare themselves to a Barry's Bootcamp or an Orange Theory who have millions of dollars behind their ad research who can actually press a button and just through sheer spending dollars find so happenstance the people that they're looking for. You know what I mean? But if you are trying to, you know, if you are, if you're in a pain point of like, I, I don't find leads, I can't find leads and I just need ads. It's always like, I need, I think the first, what, two to three, four years of like owning a business, you're like, I need ads. I need, I need leads. But it's like, no dude, you need to form a connection with people that you want to work with because client lifetime value, man, CTV, when you're like, when you, when you get a client that you resonate with, they are with you for a long time. That means they're spending money on you for a long time, investing in your business and themselves, but also continue their education. And if that's galvanized, then of course you have access to their sphere of influence. And it's just, if you guys are listening to this, don't feel like you're so high and mighty that you, you're too good to volunteer for something that's happening local. Because guess what? You don't know if that parent is a doctor who's just so damn busy to mm -hmm. put their kids somewhere and they just saw this and now they see you and you're always spending time with their kid like exactly what happened with me on football coach i is coaching these kids you know they i get i get paid 10 cents an hour to coach these kids and fo football is a very demanding sport to coach even at the jv level like i'm still watching film i still feel like, like jesus but you know i'm getting paid 10 cents an hour but it's the payoff of when these kids win in front of their parents and you see their parents hug them and it's just intrinsically it's great but also the parents go up to you and this feels great because mm -hmm. as a business owner you just always feel like you're shitting on because like everyone always has something to complain about everything has someone to complain about your staff your, your employees your your your, your customers there's always so, someone like people are just always harping on you but then you get a parent who generally goes thank you for coaching my kid where i i noticed that you you work at a they tell the kids the kids talk about you right if you make a great oh, yeah. work, the kids say you own a gym in san jose what is it i'm like oh type of strength oh okay well you know dylan needs to work on his speed for track can we go in and and do a visit for you can we please and give you money yeah, can and we I'm, give you money? Is and that I'm allowed? Like, you know, I'm very upfront. I'm like, yo, to train with us, it starts at 150 a session. You know, thank you. You know, thank you. We appreciate it. But, you know, that's somewhere around your wheelhouse. We'd love to, you know, I just don't, you know, I just might be very transparent, you know. And, you know, I don't want to make it seem like I'm trying to sell people. But they were just like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll talk to Dylan. And he could probably bring a couple of his friends, too. They're looking for people. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. And uh, in my head, I don't, I don't know who's gonna take them, like in my staff, because I didn't build it out. But I'm like, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll take, we'll take them. We'll, take them. we'll handle, we'll handle four hundred fifty dollars we'll a month. We'll handle, all of a we'll handle, we'll handle yeah. it. We'll handle. <laughs> but it's, it's that, that's, that's where you start building your clientele because I don't coach at Evergreen anymore. I actually got offered a job at a new high school in San Jose. Well, building the program from the bottom up and the coach just like harbaugh look at you <laughs> going on to the next thing you help this you raise these poor kids hopes up so high i do feel bad just because they're not willing to pay bad. you 20 cents an hour you're like hey fuck you guys 
I'm out. <laughs> I'm going down the street. I feel bad, but it, like the high school is 10 minutes away from my house. So I was like, and they're a new high school. But the coach was like, and this is Coach Bird. They offered me the offensive coordinator position at JV level because, you know, it, it's just a very time constricting. So I didn't want to be a head coach anymore. But he saw what I was doing, and he goes, what are you trying to do? And I'm like, I'm trying to build out a youth program, you know, youth athletics, this and the other. And he goes, oh, and I'm like, and I told him straight up, like, oh, I rented a field. Don't worry. Like, I wanted to make sure, tell him straight up, like, I'm not coaching for you for your field. I'm not trying to use you. I generally want to build this program. Um, but I'm just telling you, like, because he was asking. And I said, he goes, maybe I could help you out with the field stuff. And I'm like, what? And he goes, of course. let me let me figure something out for you. And then we could probably do it together because I, I believe in what you're doing. I see what you're doing. And because we, we coached against each other and he he beat me by a freaking touchdown because whatever. I'm not going to even get into that. But, uh, but <laughs> the refs didn't call something, but it's OK, whatever. But um, but, uh, you know, we joke about it. But he was just like, I love what you're doing because, you know, he knew about me because I coached against him. This is how crazy this whole thing is. And he's like, let me just try to help you out with something. Let me just try to help. Maybe we can get you in this field and we could start something together uh, for that. And it's like, I wouldn't, I would have never had that opportunity if I didn't just pursue this. Like I want to start coaching again and just truly give back to the community. That's been, you know, that I've been opening my business around. That's generally where it comes from. So yeah, I think there's an interesting takeaway here as well is that the, not only is the quality of leads that you're getting is better from just being out, making better relationships, like actually making real relationships in your community because those people are aligned with you and they know you and there's already, uh, it sells itself when somebody's already been told that you're awesome and then that they should want to work with you. But that referral comes fucking primed and ready to go. Right. Mm -hmm. But I implore all you gym owners that are listening out there, gym owners, personal trainings, like think back to is like, when is the best opportunities that have came in front of you? And what are they from? And have you ever gotten like a real game changing opportunity where you suddenly get access to 25 more people or entire new families or a whole nother subset of people in your community that you never had access before? How many of those new big scale opportunities come along from running ads? And I want you to compare the ones that you've got from like people that you know, really the people that you know, that you knew from a person to a person to a person. In my case, all of them, all of my biggest ticket clients that I currently have, all the biggest ticket ones that I ever had, there were not people that came to me out of the blue. Not ever, not a one. And all of them are people that I'd had a relationship. Frankly, like my wife's, not only are my top five paying clients this year, from that that method as are at least my wife's top eight or nine it's all reputation it's it's not i saw an ad it's not i saw this thing and again this is not to diminish ads it's just it's one dimensional and so this is you can become 3d 4d 5d here in your approach by just you have your things your staff has their other things and this is where i want you guys to also start to level up this strategy as well get yourself out there do things that matter to you to your family to your kids in your community um you got staff that also might have pet projects yep don't turn them loose i never like giving staff the keys to the city or anything like this but it, your coaches should be encouraged to point the gym point themselves in it when i talk about coaches that don't like marketing themselves Maybe they're not it. Maybe they're just, I don't know. I don't want to be flesh. Maybe their thing is to be out there dishing up soup for the homeless on Thanksgiving, handing out turkeys before Christmas or, or whatever. Maybe that's the thing that, that is, that's how they self-promote. 
Maybe that's your best strategy for them because they're not going to be great at writing big wordy posts on social media about their job. And maybe, but that's a way you can kind of buffer against somebody that is Jonna's initial strategy. Cause Austin, you're very extroverted. You're very happy, upbeat. You talk, you speak well, like it's, it's very easy. I meet some gym owners, man, that just is like, what the fuck are you doing in this business? Right. Oh yeah. But Mine. fitness isn't, you know, it's not, it's not completely like exclusive. So like, yeah, somebody can try, but if you're an introverted coach, Fuck me, man. You might be in the wrong business, but you got to figure it out. I don't know what to say. Some of these things you can, the reason coaches, I'm working with a new personal trainer who's just starting and fitness is like the thing. It's the only thing you can get them to talk a bunch about. So that doesn't mean that this isn't the industry for them. It's not. It just means that now that we can get you in a place where you're not like stuck talking to somebody at the hardware store about nuts and bolts or shit you don't give a fuck about or shingles or windows. Of course, that's why you don't like talking to customers because you hate those things. So now that they're in a situation where they're surrounded by where the conversation is about the one goddamn thing they're enthusiastic about, now we got to help them a little bit. We want to get them some reps and we want to try to buffer because you can't stay introverted and do very well in this business for very long. So if you guys got coaches out there that are struggling to like connect with clients or struggling to sell themselves, maybe this is a way to get them out there. Be like, well, what do you like doing? Do you what yeah. do you do sports? Do you play city league something or other? Do you have any, is there any charitable organizations in here? Like I'd pay for you to go help them for a couple hours a week. If that gets you out in the community, uh, I, I'd like to get involved. Those are all, really great opportunities and that money travels much further in your community than it does because let's be real you start spending lots of money on facebook ads and facebook ads management there's two entities that get that money mm -hmm. oh yeah the person managing your ads and fucking zuckerberg okay so this it. isn't it's not like that money is rattling around in your community getting spent for a good cause or getting spent at your local grocery store that money that you're spending to try to attract these people is all getting leached out of your fucking pocket forever and ain't never getting spent in your town again either and mm -hmm. so these that's it's it's one more step of making your resources work better for you and i don't think that there is i would love to see someone take that strategy too far donate too much money spend too much time in your community let your have your staff do too much out there see what see how far that fucking line goes and really really see what that cost you in the end because i bet it's less than running like heavy fucking ads for a few months i'll tell you that but it still is less i think i think it's a reasonable thing when people john you and i talk about this in Austin, this is most people are going to run Facebook ads. I don't recommend you run them for 12 months. I don't 52 weeks a year is kind of a lot because there's only so many people in your area, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's going to be tired of seeing your gym on their face. Like you just, you'll see it. It'll get oversaturated very quickly. Well, it's just because you don't have a virtual aspect of your business, Tyler. I guess. You put a I lot of money should, on the should just be selling just... virtual. Yeah. But mm -hmm. then I think that what you need to do is I, I believe in having a marketing budget. So one of the short-term strategies here is your marketing budget should be spread out over 12 months, 52 weeks. And at some point, reappropriate the money you're spending on Facebook ads or God knows what else and put it towards this, put an effort towards this for three months. Just do that type of stuff. And do, you don't, you know, like I said, I get a little hyperbolic, spend all the fucking money, go bankrupt doing it. But like, <laughs> 
but spend what you're going to spend on ads and like pay your coach their hourly wage, get them out in the community to do some stuff. You do some stuff like, like make sure that everything's accounted for well, like put some money towards some things. Don't like, I hated when people would come and ask me to donate money for a 5k. Cause I don't give up when I'm in my gym. I don't give a fuck about your 5k. None the people that are coming in aren't my clients either. It just wasn't a thing that I gave a shit about. <laughs> but there are other things that I would absolutely have gotten involved in, but they're just, it was the wrong people coming to me. And so what you can do is instead of waiting for people to come to your business, because the people that come to your business and knock on your door and asking for money, asking you for help, ask for you to donate to their little fucking thing. Normally those things suck because they're not for you. But you have things. We, if you, you proactively get out there, now all of a sudden you flip the script and you're really choosing where your resources go. You're in charge. And now it really, really will work for you. Instead of you just, John, we had a gym owner one time who got duped for like practically a thousand bucks to put their name <laughs> on the inside of a folder for a preschool or some shit. Oh, no. And it's like a month. It's basically. And he, just, doesn't, and he doesn't have kids' classes. He didn't have kids' classes. I, so it's like, what the fuck good is this? Well, I want to be able to get the parents. Not even in an offer. And it's just oh, among, by the way, 25 or 30 other businesses next to Wendy's and some law firm and some funeral home. It's literally like <laughs> that's the a worst thing you could possibly spend yeah, yeah, your yeah, fucking yeah. money on. Because oh. it just came to you and you're like, okay, some of, got, some of you guys are real easy at getting sold. And I think that choosing really, like think like, okay, you're going to spend that kind of money on something. How about we make a, we decide, like like you go out there and you decide what you want to spend it on. Not just this thing that fell on my lap, yes or no. That's the wrong way to do philanthropy. That's the long way, wrong way to do outreach. Well, because a real number is if you want to do a 90 day blitz and you're ready to do ads, a very realistic range is between three and five grand. Yeah, right. If you're talking about the ad spend that you're going to spend it's and then true. the manager that you're going to have run it. Right. And you can be in that range, but it's going to be between three and 5,000. Holy shit. Could you imagine the three of us, right? Austin, Tyler, you and I, we all say we got five grand to spend Austin in your community in the next 90 days just to maximize right off season for football. One of your coaches is really into fucking crew or something stupid like that. And we want to be like, Hey, yeah, rowing team, whatever it's going to be a bowling team in the local community, like whatever it's going to be, we can pick a bunch of shit and we're going to drop five grand in 90 days. I would be willing to guarantee fucking tea the amount of leads that we could get and goodwill that you could do in the community with five grand in 90 days and it's not being spent with the lizard people like you brought up, Tyler. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's going to be right there, right in your hometown. Like, holy shit, Austin. Like, think about that, what you could infuse. Because just like you said, Tyler, we'll take you to the fringes. And it's like three to 5,000 in just 90 days isn't even the fringe. That's going to be like right smack dab in the goddamn middle. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like, that's what, that's what I – you don't understand for anybody that's listening, right? If you're new to the game and you think about these things, there's like a long list, like a Tim Allen's Santa Claus, naughty and nice list length of a list that you want to do before you start playing in the game of Facebook ads and Instagram ads and all that kind of shit. Now there are some fun ways that we've been playing with Tyler doing stuff local bring attention to a local event or thing that you're doing in your gym and allow some of just those basic reach and all that kind of stuff where you can leverage that. But to play the game of clicks and leads and all that like that, like I said, there's so much more to be done and so much more that could be done with that same money that essentially 
at the end of the day, yeah, you're going to end up with 567 leads and not a single one of them is converted. And now you're going to chase a bunch of people that maybe don't exist and they've been dead for three years and somehow oh, geez, they filled yeah. out your opt-in, right? Like it's- <laughs> That's true. So Austin, you also have a, what I describe as a kind of a unique client experience as well. And I think that that's, you have arcade machines in your gym. You guys have done (laughs) all sorts of like themed events, theme challenges that are, they're quirky, they're fun. There's all sorts of stuff that I would say is is different, far different than like a 24 hour gym where you're all just going to come in and put on headphones and ignore each other. Far different than maybe a traditional CrossFit gym, far different than a highly competitive gym. It's, it's its own thing. And because of that, needing like people needing to already know who you are and knowing what this is, the vibe is like is really, I think it's, it's essential to making sure that you make good first impressions because a good first impression allows you to make a second impression. And I think people coming in brief, like, no, this guy rules. It's fun. It's a super fun vibe. Tell us about how you kind of set up the the vibe of your gym and what that client experience is like. Oh man. So it, it came from a place of re, like breaking down the walls of gym intimidation, right? It's, I mean, I'm an, uh, I'm a Marvel fan. I, you know, when the height of Marvel comic, I'm a comic guy, you know, anime, all that fun stuff. And I was really big into, you know, this pop culture fandom world. And when I, when I attended Comic-Con, it kind of sparked that, you know, how everyone, when the, right before they open their business, there's like some type of event that kind of like, that kind of like kind of triggers them like you got to do this you just got to make it happen and and when i was at comic-con it was like i i just fell in love with the whole it was my first time at comic-con in 2015 and i just fell in love with the atmosphere it was great you know people were loving what they were into you saw you saw freaking celebrities just walking around just having fun so i was like i need to make my gym and i need to make, make my gym like fun and exciting but also like serious about the training but also just like a really nice vibe so and that's what we did so I, I opened it up with the premise of like hyper strength and conditioning. We nerd out and work out. You know, I, I, you know, I used a lot of like anime references, Dragon Ball Z and all that like loop, leveling up and Super Saiyan and all that stuff. And um, when people walk into the doors, it's, it's a gym. I mean, we redid the floors now. It's like a nice clean gym. But, you know, there are arcade machines. There's nice little graphics on the wall. But it's like there's a there's a we're playing Captain America Winter Soldier on the screen. Like we're like we're on, the, on our TV. And um you know, we're able to, we have banners of different teams. We, we break up the gym into different houses, kind of like Harry Potter stuff. And we do competitions together. We make it more than, I don't want to say more than just the gym, because it's like, oh, it's more than just the gym. But we make it a bigger experience than just going in there and, and working out. Because I don't know if I heard this on your podcast or someone else, but we, we, are, we are convincing people to pay us to make them do something they don't want to do. And, uh, we are. And eventually it's going to get to a point where it's like, do I really have to do this? But if we create this sense of – people always say community and this and the other, which I, I do believe in community. But we need a sense of a sense of belonging. People just want to belong somewhere. They want a space where – people know their name like that cheers whole mentality but to 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 get it from not just like not, not to force feed it i feel like a lot of franchises like like orange theory burial or whatever they, they have a way of force feeding it like we have fitness bingo today but but it's it's more of like hey man did you guys catch the game or hey you want are you guys coming out to uh to to watch the marvel uh was it avengers endgame dude i'll tell you like when avengers endgame was about to be released all we did as a gym, a gym, a staff, the members, we just binge watched every Marvel movie leading up to that day watching That's Endgame. Awesome. 
And every day we're watching a new, like even after your training session was done, the class was done. You had like 10 people watching the TV while we were trying to teach class. And like, it, it was a How great badass, conversation. right? Everyone's doing squats and Hulk is just tearing shit up yeah. on like the big screen in the in the gym. Like that's super fucking awesome. It was just, yeah, like, and I'm sure other gyms could do this, but we we go in a sense of like, you know, it, it, it's, and I, I, I borrowed it. I borrowed I take this from Mark Fisher's method of training like silly humans but serious fitness that's the that's the element and i want to take a nod to uh i want i want to nod and, and the godfather of all this was is nerd strong is is andrew and andrew deutsch and and he he was the owner of nerd strong he probably saw his gym on men's health but he's a good he was a mentor of mine when i reached out to him because we had similar premises but he was in la i was in san jose but he did it so well he did it so well. And I, he had themed workouts. He had a, a workout called Ultron and every, every day was like an Ultron workout, but a better version. And you had to beat him and you could not be, beat Ultron. Cause it was like always something harder. And the way he did it, I was able, it, it influenced the way I did my training. And right now we do, we're really big on personal training. Now we kind of, we kind of pivoted towards more like serious type of training. You know, there's, they're going to get a workout. They're going to get evidence-based training programming and all that. But the the sense of camaraderie we built especially when we did weekly games of like you know um you know we had yet to do uh was it catch the light we had that um dude i had that thing you know, the, the light sensors at the bottom and we had people oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so i had that had people like fa face off against each other my landlord walked in and he saw what we were doing he's like can, can i play and i'm like yeah come on play man and he was playing as one of my coaches it was hilarious it was great and um yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much how we yeah we keep it fun, keep it engaging. Um, it's funny how people get competitive. Like after they're done with a workout, they'll play a video game, they'll play centipede, they'll set the the highest score, and then they'll leave, and then someone beat it, and they're like, "Who the hell's Chris? Who's who's Chris? <laughs> like, who is Chris with a K? Because they beat my score." <laughs> but it's like that now it creates a, a more sense of like they want to know who's there, they want to be there. And yeah. that's pretty much how we try to we try to keep it lighthearted. We kind of try to keep it fun. We try to keep it engaging, and and that's the experience uh, of what a client could expect when they come to our gym. So yeah. And I think because there's that type of involvement, it needs to align. If I'm responding to a fitness ad to a challenge, and it says, and I just think that I'm going to come yes. in and. Hopefully, I'm just going to get to work by myself. And most of those fitness challenge ads that people are running are nearly unbranded. You don't know what gym it is or what it's associated oh, yeah. with until you've already. They're so one size fits all that then I come into a, if if your gym out there is unique. Okay. If your gym is unique and has a unique vibe and unique character and there are people that will like your gym and people that wouldn't like your gym, then maybe the most fucking big, large swath blanket advertising probably isn't the best solution for you because you're going to pay for a lot of leads that are not going to work for you and it's not going to work for them. And like you said, if you're the type of space where people all know each other's name and they want people to know their name and they want to know your name, you know, it's a good strategy out there is for the people who aren't members of your gym to know your fucking name and to know who you are and to have you out in the space. And I think that that is, you don't get to be a hermit. You don't get to hide away. A, a lot of gym owners I know just want are posers who want to be internet celebrities. They want to be internet fitness influencers. Oh man. And that sucks too, because it's like, then you see them in person and they're just kind of terrible at it. And they're not, <laughs> good, their community and they're not good at much else. And they just talk smart and that shit's no good. That's it's, it's no good because 
we are fundamentally, we are a brick and mortar business that relies on human interaction. Humans need to be here and these humans need to work hard. And these humans need to buy in every day that they choose to come in. That's why we can't trick people into coming and joining our gyms. You can't, you can't trick people into spending twice as much money. You can't dupe them in on some bait and switch challenge stuff. Why? Because even if you get them in, they're not going to recommit the next day, the next week when they need to show up and they need to work hard. They're not going to recommit to this process when they need to put the fucking fork down tonight or make a better food decision tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for them. So by feeding all these other things, you're feeding a system that's never going to fucking work. It's just never going to work. And then we're always going to be struggling. We're always going to be spinning our wheels. And I think that when, as long as you're in a brick and mortar business that relies on people, you better be a fucking person in the community that surrounds that brick and mortar business. And if you're not, you're always going to struggle. You're always going to struggle. Or at the very least, you're, you're stuck where you are. Some of these businesses I see, they, they, they work. They pay their bills. It works. But it's the, when we talk growth. Oh, yeah. Growth, it requires that. It just, it does require, how are you, I always say this, how are you going to double your revenue? Most gym owners right now will tell you honestly that like doubling their revenue isn't like a, like a, a goal. Some would think it's a lofty goal, but the fact is if you told them that their revenue doesn't, isn't doubled in the next 10 years, a lot of them are going to wonder what the fuck they've spent their life doing and how they're going to retire and all this stuff. So like, but when I ask a gym owner, how are you going to double your revenue? That's revenue. Have, That's revenue. Not members. Not members. <laughs> I mean, revenue. Revenue. How many people? Yeah. But like, how are you going to double your revenue then at some point? It requires growth. That's going to be, be members. It's going to be products. It's going to be staff. It's going to be needing people to invest more in you. It's going to need more opportunities for people to do. You're going to need more of the things you do right now and some things that you currently don't do. And that requires growth. And that growth is not going to happen hiding in your cave. So if you're a gym owner and you're like, I do all right. No, we do fine. We do fine. Great. Well, if your plan is to have the same revenue next year as you do this year and have that be the same forever, wonderful. But then somebody with deeper pockets is going to set up shop right next to you and they're going to scrape all the easy opportunities away. And easy opportunities are what a lot of gyms are fucking living off of right now. That's not what you're getting. You're turning difficult to get situations into easy guaranteed opportunities by being out there in your community. And if you're making the same coach football, volunteer. Mm-hmm. Now that person doesn't give a fuck that Planet Fitness set up next door and is fucking $15 a month or $10 a month. They don't give a shit. They go, Who are you? Oh, I like you. Where's your gym? Perfect. That's where I want to go. They don't care that the people you, you will, if you're a gym that is being that is stale, stagnant, and you're hanging on, you are not going to survive when the deep pockets come in and scrape away all those easy opportunities, you just won't. So you need to be entrenched in your community. You got to have your greasy fucking fingers in every aspect of your community. So that at some point when someone comes and tries to pull those away from you, like, no, this guy's dug in too deep, dude, this is, he's dug in deep. There's no getting him out of here. Everybody knows him. Everybody likes him. Everybody trusts me and going fucking nowhere. People won't let you go under when you get that involved. I, That's the truth. They will not let you go under. They will not let you struggle. They'll fight for you. But oh yeah, I'm lazy fucking gym owners, man. There's a lot of them out there. <laughs> so no, you got yeah. No, you gotta you gotta eat with your hands, man. I always use this reference <laughs> yeah, to like, you gotta eat with your hands, not with your spoon and fork. Not at a country club. You want to be a small business owner? Get used to getting your hands dirty, man. And yeah. that's that's the one advantage you have over these, like you said, deep pocket business people. And I've dealt with some of them. I talked to them. Their mindsets. Like they will, they will want to run you into the ground because they don't give a flying fuck who you yeah. are, 
what your family does, how what your history is or your connection to the community. If I could fucking drive you out by spending 50K on this, good. So I could take all your clients and drive you out of business. That is their mentality. People don't want to talk about it, but I've talked to people and it it, it like amazes you. It's like, oh they shit. Will like, lose money for five years. Yeah, just to fuck you. Yeah. Simply <laughs> to gradually run you to a point where you can't sustain operations. You and five or six other people in your area go under. That's how they buy market share. This is what Walmart did with grocery store with groceries. It's what Amazon has done for such a long time. You know, Walmart loses money on all sorts of things, especially in groceries. They've lost tons of money on groceries when they first opened, like the super centers. It didn't matter because simply people started going there for groceries. Mm -hmm. That market share has its own price value. Then in 10 years, 15 years, when the bottom half of the mom pops are gone. Walmart can pump up the prices. They don't have to fucking compete on price. They never, yeah. they only did enough to just run you into the ground. So I think it's very important to set yourself apart from those larger juggernauts. And by the way, guys, Nike's coming. Nike's doing fitness studios. Nike's, oh, they, yeah. so there's lots of other stuff that's coming out there. And there's going to be plenty of people looking to invest money in this industry as it continues to grow. And not only that, it continues to grow in value. While it continues to fail to impact the overall health of the community, which means not this market could double in size and client success probably isn't going to be that much better either, which means this can be an infinitely deep well with which they can be extracting money. Unless people like us come in and go, let's fucking make this shit actually work. Let's do this right. Let's work with the people and let's make this shit fucking happen. We need people to get fit. We don't need people to just spend more money with us. We need it. We need it to all work. And everybody has a unique approach, much like yours. There's plenty of gyms out there that have a unique proposition, unique angle on the fitness that they do in their gym. And I think there's a place for all of it. But ain't nobody going to know if they don't know who you are and don't know what you do. Sure. We only have a few more minutes left. And Tyler, I didn't prepare you for this. Uh oh. But, but Austin's here. Okay. And if Austin's here, we owe it to him. He has an untapped market that I want to play just uh, Austin. Tyler and I do a lot of just thought experiments. And again, I didn't prep Tyler for this because I thought about it midway through. So we're <laughs> going to go for it. And we're, 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 we're not editing this goddamn podcast. So, Ooh. So I'm not fucking singing if that's what you're asking. <laughs> and we're not singing. All right. Austin, <laughs> Austin specifically is targeted nerds, but we've stayed in the fitness realm. And the reality is there is a large portion of the population. I guarantee it. And Austin, I've started to see you started. You're thinking about doing fitness, um, kids stuff, teen stuff. You're, you're targeting football players and athletes and stuff like that. But there's a large portion of society that's being forgotten. It still falls right in your niche. And they're not going to get swept up by Nike and all these others. And they're fucking Dungeons and Dragons dorks. And specifically kids that are getting beaten up and putting in lockers every day. And I think you could have a very strong marketing strategy where they could be stronger at throwing the dice, right? You could do dice exercises that help throw those dice easier. The bigger their muscles are, the better their brain works. So when they have to fucking read the fucking thing, yeah, it's yeah, like they yeah. got better creativity because <laughs> they have huge muscles. Like I want you to think bench warmers, like the movie for the app, but we're not playing oh, baseball. Yeah. We're talking, we're going to take a butt. Like she's all that. She's not the nerdy girl that likes art. These are nerdy fucking kids that are getting their asses kicked by the athletes, and they're going to come to hyper strength, and we're going to give them trend, and we're going to give them a bunch <laughs> of shit, right? And they're going to get super fucking jacked and yes. just get all in their feelings, and they're just ready for revenge, like all John Wick feelings. style. Oh, my if gosh. Could, if you could blend, like, 
trend rage with nerd rage. Oof. D20 strength. <laughs> That's D20 it. D20 strength. Get your daily dose of trend on us. And we just it just is in six months. You're gonna you're gonna transform some of those schools where those fucking nerds are gonna though, show up. <laughs> I'll tell you this, I I do believe this, and this is kind of aside from Austin, your business in general, but like that is one of the the gaps that I see so much is that like I do see coaches trying to do, and it's rightfully so. It's an opportunity and it works, and these are you want to do business with people who want to do business and so we're always trying to get high school athletes and things like right. this and but man there's there's a lot of fucking people out there that just don't think that fitness is for them and i think that that's where like even like your spot you know coming up with a unique type of fitness a unique angle a unique experience is like where someone can walk in that maybe is never was never going to feel comfortable in a high school weight room maybe it's going to go in and go oh i kind of like some of this stuff like this yeah. so these guys are all right and and I wish that there's a better way because I think so much of the culture for people that like kind of do get left behind in those things. So much of the culture is literally just not, not exercise. It's just everything is not exercise and, and stay away from the sun. Um, but I do feel like there's, it's kind of where like, I think like jujitsu kind of filled a lot of that space is like oh, yeah. the, the dorky kids now are like, Oh, I'm just going to fucking get good at ripping people's heels off. dude. I'm going like, to get high. I'm going to get high and I'm going to roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah jujitsu and love that leveling up system and gamifying everything. I mean, that's, that's yeah. a, that's a big, I mean, to your point uh, of, 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 of tapping up a, a market where it's like, they're just used to video games and, and they don't want to be in the gym. I mean, I had this workout. We're probably going to do it again where I create a grid. And I, I call it a game. It's like an event. And it's called, like, don't get killed by Homelander. You guys watch The Boys yeah, yeah. on Amazon? So there's a grid. It's a 10 by 10 square. And you start here, and you got to get to the end point. But you got to pick which square to go. And the whole group, depending on where you go, it unveils either a workout or you dodge it or whatever. But basically, if you run into Homelander, you got to do a crazy-ass workout. And so every time everyone gets a turn to choose and I've done it and people get so dramatic. They're like, no, don't choose that one. Choose there. And then I'll even add like you hear Homelander flying around in this area. And they're like, they get scared. They're like, oh, shit, man. <laughs> but it gets the adrenaline pumping and people who didn't really want to work out. They're like, I like this. This was cool. Can we do it again? So, yeah, stuff like that, man. It definitely helps a lot. And one of the subjects that we had talked about last week that I think is is important to reiterate in this conversation is what are we optimizing for, right? Yeah. Now, I'm going to be honest. Picking things that are not necessarily made for me that are on a board or playing the game, right? That's not the most – is that guaranteed – what is that? Is that the right RPE for me that week? Like how many, how many, how many working sets do I have above this? Is this my D load? Like, like, how does that fuck all of that stuff, guys? <laughs> like, I know it matters. And I know that somebody needs to be dialed into what is the most optimized way to train for whatever outcomes. But the thing we need to optimize for, that's the thing I think all gym owners need to understand. What are you optimizing for? Client experience is one. Client results is two. Now, over a long enough timeline, that's what really matters. Okay. Meaning I, we can have the most fun in two weeks, three weeks, right? But if you if you don't get any results in a year, okay, we've had too much fun and you're yeah. not gonna stay training, And which means three years from now, four years from now, you will not be continuing to exercise, you will have fallen off, you will have missed an opportunity to benefit from fitness. But if I optimize purely for outcomes and everything that happens right away is the most dialed in perfect programming for you, 
today, tomorrow, the next day. You're also going to quit probably sooner even than if you were having fun. So you're still not going to see the longest benefit, which is a consistency over a long timeline. So I think it's really important that when I, this is a thing I, you hear very uh, sports science-y dork shit on like the CrossFit methodology for similar reasons. They're like, oh, they're just coming in. It's like, yeah, but if it's fun and it's gamified, some of these people will stay with it for a very, 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 very long time. Which means whatever fitness you do for two or three years is that that gives you some sort of progress is probably the one that you should be doing. And I think that making your gym the uh, you have it have it have a unique angle on that, a unique perspective, a unique balancing of that ratio now is very different. What does Orange Theory offer? One fucking thing, kind of. You go and you do one thing with Soul Cycle. You do you're going and you're doing one thing. It's very much very narrow in its fitness capacity. Therefore, like, I don't believe that there's a ton of people that are spending seven, eight years at fucking soul cycle, having that be their primary source of fitness. It's fine. There's a place for everybody. But I think that it's very important to know that like optimizing for the actual experience and then making sure that fitness is just a part of that package, I think matters because again, sometimes you need to trick people into working hard by making it fun. Yep. And, and that's an angle that works. Like you want, I could get people to work really hard too. I just fucking yell at them. <laughs> Be mean. It'll get the same. They'll do the same work. The problem is, is which ones are going to write a check to me again the next month? Not that many. So um, I think that that's the thing that you do really well. I think that's the thing for all gym owners out there to kind of realize, like start think through those things in that capacity. Well, what are you optimizing for? In your client experience, what is it really optimized for? So are you out there trying to really worry about like the best angle for your knees and your ankles to have with your hips? Because that really fucking matter. If you, <laughs> stay, if you can't get people to stay for more than two months. And month, not that you're fucking telling people. And that's a goddamn mistake. They don't care. Just know it in your goddamn mind and keep it there. And then yeah. just coach them <laughs> because you're really good at that. And don't. Because the only – and, and this is – I'm not going to digress too far, but it's just like it's – that is the issue with being the fucking influencer, which is if you're making nerdy goddamn Squat University got fucking posts, it's – that dude's not selling to clients. Nobody's going to his gym. You know he what I mean? Like it's about 200 <laughs> members. It doesn't so happen. You're not – that's it. It's your right. social media shit. It's for people that follow you locally. And if you're not careful enough, you will end up getting too many followers that aren't ever going to be clients of yours. It's true. And so you have to understand what the game is that you're playing. And if you're not now, Austin, it, it, we, we say this within a fine line because you're over 30,000 followers and you play an influencer style game. already. You, you know what I mean? Like you play that game. Yeah, I don't, but it's yeah. a, <laughs> but, it, but it's a different but it's a different like it's you clearly are playing that game after. You have established your gym where it is, your staff, where they can run it, where you have a brand new baby who's fucking adorable, right? And it's and you do all this stuff. Well, you were able to leave your gym completely. You were able to completely walk away from it, and you had staff that were there and could run it in your absence. And like, okay, great. Once that, once you are there, then you get to go play influencer bullshit and you get to tie watermelons as tits. Yeah, yeah. And you get to make fun of your wife like you did. Like all the, you know, he put tied watermelons to his stomach and his tits, Tyler. And he was walking around like he was pregnant. Oh, and he's like doing shit like that. Like my wife wanted me to do that. Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was hilarious. That was the first video I ever saw of you. 
<laughs> right. That was the very first introduction that I had. I was like, oh, that's awesome. He's got tits, right? And so it's so that's you can play that game, but if you're new to the game, you're wasting it's it's it is not seen and it's not understood that it's you put in years of work, years of pouring deep, deep concrete filled foundation for your business that allowed you to then be able to get to the point where you get to play that game because you were happy you were interested in that dude that was so that's so true and yeah real quick i know we had, we're out of time but like a lot of especially the young people they they want the the followers fast and they want the audience and it's very very me 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 but it's like i didn't set out to be an influencer i just like making content especially with the pandemic and it just so happened to blow up but yeah these these 100,000 200,000 followers die they're not going to be members they they it's a very passive way they engage you know so don't let that get to your head it's really about like i see yeah like you said i i've been working in this industry since 2006 opened my gym in 2015 and just now people are starting to be like oh i know austin and that's like this is 2023 2024 and people are like, oh, wow, you're, you're doing this. I'm so happy for you. But, you know, that thank you. But, you know, like they don't, they don't see the, man, the shit, the, the 5 a.m.s to, to the 11 p.m.s. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? If you've been mm -hmm. in this industry, nope. you work the split shifts and you're still trying to find clients and you only have two minutes to ship between clients, like that, that's, the, that's the, they don't see that. And uh, see yeah. The hours traveling for football games, the 10 yeah. minutes an hour for that. Type yeah. Of so the social media stuff is, is nice. But don't let that shit get to your head. I don't. I don't like when people call me an influencer and all that. But it, it's like, and it's a game. But now I got to a point where like I'm just gonna post what I want to post now, and I just don't. But it's funny when you change that mindset now. Like Snickers just paid me like a couple grand to be like, oh, high protein, ha ha ha. Like, but it's like, but it's like, I didn't, I didn't want that. But they want, they offered it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, give me that. Okay, high protein, ha Like, you know, like. And now like Fitbit reached out. I, I auditioned for it. Now I'm like a background coach and I don't like, this is great. I'm getting paid like a thousand a day to be a background coach. And I got to meet some really like celebrity type trainers and I got to talk to them. This is cool. Like, this is cool. And yeah, and it's just, but don't let that, it, it just, it just, it just, when you start flipping the mindset of like, I'm just going to do what I want to do instead of like, Oh, please like me, please like me. Then You'd be some you'd be amazed how everything just starts shifting in your favor. So yeah. Austin, how can people find you on Instagram? You can find me at, <laughs> you can find me at Coach Toloza. You can find me there on Instagram, uh, TikTok, same thing at Coach Toloza. You can follow my personal YouTube blog. That one's just I, it's a very new channel. Um, I'm just vlogging stuff. It's it's basically, we won't judge we won't judge you. Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, it's basically documenting life lessons for my son. That is the theme of it. It's cool. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, at Coach Toloza on YouTube. So yeah. And the gym, we can find it on. Oh, hyper strength and conditioning. You can find it on. You can find it on YouTube. Hyper strength and conditioning. You can find it HSC gym at uh on Instagram. We're pretty active on Instagram. HSC gym. We still gotta watch the TikTok one, but uh, yeah, that's that's where we're at. And I want to plug my nerd out and workout podcasts. We've been doing that. That's a fun project between me and my friend. And yeah, so. Awesome. Nerd Out and Workout. We can find that on Apple, Spotify, all the other places. All, all the things. Apple, Spotify, Google, Perfect. Amazon, all that.
Perfect. All right. Thanks a lot, Austin. Thanks for coming in. Guys, for those of us, if you want to work with us directly, make sure you get into the Gym Owners Revolution. Go to gymownersrevolution.com. We have the Gear Academy, work with gyms one-on-one. We also do some you know, real direct one-on-one, very high specificity stuff. You want to reach out to us directly. Uh, you can message us at, uh, let's go with uh, your mom at hackyourgym.com. We use that email. It's a real, real one. We have some other ones, but we'll just go with that one right now. They all send to the same place. Uh, follow, follow Austin at all the things he just mentioned. Follow John at jbanksfl on Instagram. You can follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Tyler F. and Stone. That's Tyler E-F-F-I-N Stone. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.